Hi, welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. We are at Warrior Strength and Conditioning, and I clicked this button, and then I was actually not ready to go. <laughs> that was like a little bit of a little bit of a dead airspace right there. Um, all right, so this week I'm back with Coach Kyle. We're gonna do part two to all the things we talked about last week because we ended up getting kind of sidetracked, and then we never really finished any of our conversations. Is that how you feel? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we were, we were, well, we're going to be limited on time again today, but it'll force us to be efficient, be efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we did bring up the random partner competition and we talked a little bit about that last week. We did pick a date for that and that is going to be November 12th. Is that like a 9am to 12pm thing or an 8 to 11am? It should 9 to 12. We'll do nine to 12. Okay. Yep. I didn't know because we have been doing the Saturday class at 8 a.m. So yeah. So you get to sleep in a little okay. bit, get a little, <laughs> a little extra sleep before your random partner competition before the competition. Got yep. it. Okay. We want you to be, and we covered well how it, we kind of covered how it worked in last yeah. episode, but we could touch on it again briefly. It's a very, it's a chill competition. Um, we have three different levels that you will sign up under level um, like it was called level one, two, and three, like level one would just be, we'll probably just call it like function performance and sport. Yeah. There you go. And we'll have some guidelines. That'll help people. Cause they already know that. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have some guidelines. So if you sign up as a performance, you're going to, you can expect the, um, standards to be similar to the type of workouts probably you would expect do pull-ups, toes to bar, yeah, some pull-ups, some toes to bar, weights. that type of stuff. Yep. Exactly. If you do function, probably expect some barbell work, some sit-ups, that type of stuff. Um, we'll have the, the specifics um, out soon, mm -hmm. but you will be in a division that is good for your appropriate. fitness level. It's appropriate. You're not going to be asked to do anything that you can't do. You might be asked to do some hard stuff, but it's stuff yeah. that you'll be capable of. Yeah. Um, and in line with kind of what your fitness goals are, you will get partnered up with somebody random who is also in that same level. Mm -hmm. That might sound scary getting partnered up with someone random, but that's actually the fun of it. Yes, you have to do hard, scary things to grow. <laughs> and that's kind of the whole point of this. With someone you may or may not know well. Yeah. And I mean, it's been, it's been good. People have really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it. totally. We've had some fun, like we've had some fun, really mismatches yeah. that work out well. We've had uh, <laughs> couples who get partnered oh, together. Totally. So it, it always ends up being something kind of fun. I'm pretty sure Sarah and Tyler have been matched up. Before I think that was just it. last year, or yeah. maybe two years ago. Um, like what? That's not fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, and it, you might get matched with same sex, different sex, whatever. Uh, yeah. So it, it doesn't matter. We keep it chill. I write the workouts to be, um, the goal is to have fun. We're going to challenge you. I don't remember if fun. it was last year. Cause you know, I've done it every year. And so then all my partners kind of run together, but old, uh, Johnny G was my I partner. Was, I think, that I think last Johnny year? was last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was fun. Yep. He's not competitive at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, not at all. So you just, yeah. Yeah, we just like, we just did it. It was yeah. fun though. Yeah. Um, it's low pressure. It's just for fun. Yeah. So November 12th, we'll run that 9 a.m. to noon. So um, just like save the date because you probably want to actually put signups up maybe like two weeks ahead of time. Yeah, or? yeah we'll okay. get like an official signup deal up. So there's no sign up out, out yet, but just, yeah, save yeah. the date. Save the date just so you know um, that that's coming up. Okay. So. Talking about the tracks, I did want to wrap up one thing. I think we did get kind of the point driven home about the capable person thing, how we want people to be able to be capable physically, mentally in their regular life. Right. We had talked about people's mindset or how we perceive maybe people, what they think about when joining a gym is like, 
dropping body fat, gaining muscle mass, looking good, getting a six pack, that type of thing. And that's, that's awesome. That's great. But we're talking about just at minimum, how we want people just to be capable. Yeah. Like you just need to be able to do things, just do things (laughs) without pain and like take care of your body at a very, at a minimum, just being reasonable, have a reasonable fitness level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just have like a baseline fitness level. That makes sense for, um, to live a life that can make you happier. I think, because if you're being held back, you know, with pain or being overweight or just being limited, right? It's just not cool. I think so, what, ha- yeah, I think what happens to it's those people that are in that scenario is they don't even realize the things that they're starting to avoid uh-huh. or why they're avoiding them. Yeah. They just, Oh, I just don't do that anymore. Why? Yeah. And like, well, it's hard. And you just, yeah, you start yeah, avoiding yeah, yeah. things that you once loved because they're hard, but you might not even like realize it. Yeah, for sure. You get stuck in a rut and it's kind of hard to see the outside, you know, Mm -hmm. see yourself from the outside and stuff like that. But the, so I think that we made that point and kind of connected that with the function track and just, so go back and listen to that, um, episode so that you can get our thoughts on it. So we don't have to rehash it all again, but I wanted, the point that I wanted to make was the difference between performance and function. I think the difference between sport and function is a little more obvious and we could maybe briefly go over the connection between sport and performance, because a lot of the time sport and performance is the same workout, just depending, you know, on like what it is. So performance, you have chosen performance. Generally speaking, these people have a lot more experience because there is usually some higher skill stuff in there. There's barbell work, there's gymnastics, there's stuff like that, that you've probably put the time in to learn because you've always cared about getting better at these things and learning them, right? Like that was a goal of yours to like get kipping pull-ups and to get a hundred pound snatch or, you know, something like that. So like you've been working on that. And so your performance is important Important. to you. Yeah. And so, but there's things that come with being a performance track athlete that a function athlete would not need to care about. Right. So I kind of wanted to go over those things, or, for, especially for people who are maybe kind of riding the line or maybe confused. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely things that you don't need to care about at all. And there's also things that you don't need to care about as much. In function, you yeah. mean? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a function person might be a person that just wants to check that exercise box so that they can be that capable person and they don't log their workouts. They don't even care what is programmed. They just come in, they do it, they leave. They don't. You can pretty much look at each class as its own one-off segment. Like you don't have to look at what the workout is for the day. You can show up, you can have the coach tell you what you're doing that did it, what you're doing that day. You do the workout under the coach's guidance and when you're done, you high five and you leave. Mm-hmm. And that can be the last time that you think about Even thought about it. You, yeah. You're like, I did my exercise. I feel good. I yeah. like that. That was hard. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally fine. Yeah. So with performance, there are some extra like curriculars, mm-hmm. would you say extracurriculars yeah. Yeah. that are going to lend itself to your good performance. Like if you're on performance, it's because you care about your actual performance on things. Mm -hmm. You're actually there to like improve and get better or acquire skills and things like that. So 
Things that help your performance are let's let's start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I I thought I think this is gonna cover everything. First thing. Okay. Do you actually care, or do you just think you should care? Yeah, there you go. Like I think it probably starts with you doing a quick little dive inside. Do you actually care about? getting toes to bar? Is that something that is important to you? Or are you more of like, I just want to get a good workout. I want to feel good when I leave because some of the sacrifices that you'll need to make to get toes to bar is going to be things like skill work and practicing that kind of stuff in workouts that might acutely in the moment, probably also like rip your hands. Like. <laughs> yeah. So some of that kind of stuff, but also your workouts might you might not get as great of a workout mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. Especially if you like maybe just acquired the skill and it's the first few workouts you try with toes to bar, you'll probably take a lot of breaks and it yep. probably won't get the stimulus. Exactly. It's, it's going to, there's going to be an awkward time where you're not quite getting the stimulus. Mm hmm. But it might be necessary to continue that skill. Mm -hmm. And as coaches, we'll do our best to make sure that you don't go way too far in one direction there. Well, you know, some workouts lend itself to where, Mm -hmm. oh, this is a good workout to work on these. And then other workouts, you'll be like, nah. (laughs) Yes. So like, for example, the 10, 20, 30 toes to bar power cleans and burpees the other day. Not a great workout. The worst workout to be like, I'm going to improve my toes to bar Mm -hmm. skill. Mm -mm. Not good at all. No. So if you're somebody who's just kind of getting toes to bar and that was a workout where you were going to like really use your skill, you probably found out pretty quick that it wasn't a good option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Usually it's things that are maybe timed or intervals and short sets and things like that, that would be better suited for practicing that sort of stuff. Right. So So my, my overall point here is, do you actually care? If you do, awesome. If you don't, that's fine too. But if you are just telling yourself that you care because you think that there's some sort of external pressure to get better at some of these skills, but if you don't really care, you're never actually going to progress. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I think that that is a good point to make because Thank I you. think with, um, yeah, with like the CrossFit mentality in general that we always assumed that that was everybody's goal right. and that Everybody like of course, should be of course working. you want to get toes to bar and everybody should be working towards that. And then yeah. after you do this for a long time, you're like, Oh, but actually. the reality, the reality is that, that, that there are trade-offs that if yeah. I told you, Hey, here's the trade-offs. You might be like, no, that's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. You're going to yeah. get a lot more out of just being honest with yourself. Um, you know, like maybe you're in a position where toes to bar aren't going to happen until you lose 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. But you've already said like, you know, I'm not here to lose weight. I just want to feel good. Okay. Well, toes to bar are probably going to be something that's not going to happen then. Mm -hmm. And if you really don't care, that's totally cool. Let's, let's work on making you a functioning person. Like we talked about. Yeah. Because toes to bar doesn't really fit into that equation. You definitely don't need toes to bar to be a capable person. Correct. correct. (laughs) But toes to bar are fun. What we're talking about is just aligning just being real with yourself about what you really want. Yeah. And then double checking. You can say you want things, but then lay out the things that are needed to get to those places. And if you think, no, that's not what I, I want. I don't want to sacrifice that. Then that's the thing that you stated you want is not something you actually want, mm-hmm. which is fine. Just like, which yeah, being, being honest yep. with yourself. Yeah, and I don't being want this like, to come off negative. This could be it's one, okay. If yeah. I don't want to do this hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to, 
me as a coach, I'm not going to force anybody to do any of that. Definitely stuff not. You're, and you we, have to be someone who shows interest. I in think it. that's, I think that's one of the old school kind of CrossFit mentality things too, is like people get the expectation of like, they, they have this external expect there's this external pressure that there is an expectation that they need to progress to that stuff. You don't. I do have a few things like that though, that I have shamed and pushed people to do. One of them is double, double unders. unders. Yeah. Cause double unders we've talked about before, very accessible skill mm-hmm. to people, people who have gained a certain level of fitness. I think that regular single unders don't really serve that person. However, they do have to go through the frustration of learning the dubs and some people just literally won't do it. And in the end, I mean, I'm not really shaming them. Yes, like, I know what you mean by if shaming. they really don't care, they don't care. And I, and then I, why would I care more than you care yeah. if you have t- double unders? Yeah. Like I don't, you yeah. know, but if you do want them, I'm here to like help with that. You know right. what I mean? So, but yeah, double unders is probably one of the things where I'm like, well, what it is, what this. it is, is as a coach, if you see somebody who's capable of doing something yeah. and you know, if you could get them to that, they would really be happy and enjoy it. You want to see them happy. It depends on the person because, um, I think sometimes people get in their heads that they can't do something. And then as a coach, you like recognize this potential and it opens up something in their brain that they had like not really allowed themselves to like think of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But this goes back to a conversation we had had a long time ago about the problem with putting certain things up on a pedestal. Yeah. And it's it's a slippery Capacity. slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope with that. Because mm-hmm. you end up realizing that what you have done as a coach or what the like culture of CrossFit in general has done is it's per- put certain things on a pedestal and it has kind of told people, hey, this should be important to you. Yeah. But when you actually like look at what those things are, you're like, okay, I have this person who's coming in and like says that they want to be like lean and strong and feel good, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do the things that other people have told you should be important to you, like toes to bar or bar muscle ups or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just like, I think there's like some, I think people have been misguided. Yeah. I think it's fine things. to determine what is important and then come to terms with the fact that that is what's important to you. Right. Like come to terms with the fact that like maybe what's actually important to you is not what you want to be important to you, but like what is important to you is actually kind of hard to change. Mm -hmm. You know know what I mean? That's what we were talking about right before we started recording was like, can you actually decide what's important to you or do your actions? I I think you can discover what's important to you, but can you you like change it? I don't know because people do learn how to like, do the 800 gram challenge and eat vegetables. But I would argue that it was important to them before they started that. I don't know. It's I, interesting. It's an interesting thought. I, I think that, I think that being in tune with yourself and allowing yourself to kind of ebb and flow is probably something that like people get stuck in, in like a mindset of like, so like for me, for instance, I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years. Like I should clearly be a performance and sport athlete, but like, but should you, I what do you kinda, mean? You, like, why, why do you say you Because I just have all the skills and like, but why does, I have the access to the gym as a coach to like work on it. And okay, so I but, feel like, but why does that mean you should? I think that like, it seems like I should. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. what I'm getting at is like what you just said right there is like this kind of external thing that we've put on a pedestal. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. But actually recently I really haven't cared very much at all. So right. I've been doing more function and workouts honestly, that's to feel where, good. So here's, here's where I think burnout and injuries and that like 
that kind of stuff happens is when you put that pressure on yourself, but you're like, I'm a coach. I've been doing this for 11 years. Uh, since 2012. So I'd say 10 and a half, 10 and a half years. I've been doing this for 10 plus years. I'm a coach. I should be able to do this. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Mm. What do you mean? Should, because if now you're kind of like fighting against yourself of what you think you should do versus what is actually important to you. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're coming in and you're like, I should be able to do this workout with bar muscle ups in it. But it's like, well, you know, you haven't been training that stuff. So it's like, that's where you're going to get either injured or you're just going to get mentally burnt out because it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be harder. If you're just constantly saying, I should be able to do this. I should be able to do this. And it's like, well, you're, capable of doing it but that doesn't like what it should mean yeah I well I mean I've transitioned out of the mindset but um well what I'm saying is people getting stuck in that like, yeah I should be able to do this and it's yeah. like maybe you're just like hitting your capacity like this is what you're capable of with the current lifestyle that you live right which is the point I'm trying to make with which the might be work kids and yeah. another extracurricular activity so I like, think that circles back to around to what I was gonna say I was starting to say that if performance is your driving factor and it is something that you care about, there are some supporting habits that you need to have to actually improve your performance. And so you'll have to be thinking about how much sleep you're getting because you'll need more recovery and you'll need to be thinking about what kind of nutrition that you have because that's going to lend to your performance. So I would even say with those two things, probably just as important is just frequency that you're making it into the gym. Yeah. Consistency as well. Yeah. If you're somebody who's not making it at least three days a week, I'm not saying you shouldn't do performance, but it's just like, it's kind of showing that you either maybe don't have the, how do I want to say as your lifestyle or a schedule that's going to be. Well, I was just going to say the performance track requires upkeep. That's a good, yeah. And so upkeep requires consistency Yeah. because if you, stop coming as consistently then you're high. And I mean, I'm just like the perfect Testament of this. Like I've literally been able to do every skill that CrossFit has. I've been able to do ring muscle ups. I've done them in workouts. And, but right now, could I go out and do a ring muscle up right now? Probably not. And that's because if that's a skill that if you don't work on it, it definitely goes away. And I would have to like start working on it again to like regain this skill. And so some of this stuff, especially like I would say like high level weights, um, I used to be able to like clean and jerk really close to my one rep max almost any time I wanted to. And, but that, because I did it all the time, I got under heavy weights consistently and you would clean and jerk. 90% of your one rep max once a week ish. Anytime, anytime I ever wanted to, I could No, what I'm saying is the the type of training you were doing at that time, you were actually doing it it. once a week. Yeah. You would always have like an Olympic lifting session where you would hit something close to your max weekly. Right. And it's like, well, then you went three months and then six months. And then how long has it been now since you've hit 90% or even 85%? It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're not going to be able to jump into that. Right. And so, (laughs) so... I haven't been upkeeping yes. those skills. Upkeep's a really good way to explain that. Yeah, and thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so it's kind of like I've just retracted a little bit from that. And so, you know, maybe at one time I had skills and the level of fitness I needed to be a sport athlete. 
and maybe I could again if I wanted to put the time and effort. If it was in. important to you, you absolutely but could. Dude, but dude, I'm making my own point by saying like, if I put the time and yeah. effort in, well, I haven't been doing that. So it's like, but, but I don't want that to yeah. come off as like a negative thing. I feel like so many times you say that right there and then it immediately feels negative. It does feel negative. And I've gone through my own emotions with it, mm-hmm. with like having some FOMO when I do come into a workout that looks super fun and it would have been one I would have enjoyed. And if I had up, if I had up kept, if I had upkeeped, up if kept. I kept up, kept up. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was cool. If I had kept up my skills, I would be doing it. Right. So sometimes I do feel negative about it, but then other times I'm like, I'm you back to, to what we're about, talking about. But you have to think about those trade-offs, I'm like, right? no, I'm fine. What actually. would it have taken yeah. for you to kept up with all those skills? But, well, I mean, I would have had to like put the time and effort in. Okay. Were you doing, doing. were you doing things with that time and energy that were more worthwhile? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Well, I'm just asking, like, I don't know, yeah. but it's that's, not always. Okay. Well then just learn, like take that, learn that, go forward. Like, could I be yeah. more efficient with my training or whatever? I mean, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm actually enjoying kind of testing how much fitness I can retain, not pushing super hard, mm-hmm. not hitting heavy weights and mm-hmm. not doing it and like seeing what happens. I was telling Faith yesterday, um, that I, I hit 125 for those power cleans and, um, 125 used to be, that would probably have been like my set of my like first set of three Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was my heaviest clean that I hit. But I was like, the one thing that I have developed is technique and it's sort of like riding a bike. I could hit 155 if I wanted to anytime, but like, why? I was just like, ask myself like, why? What would be the point of you doing that on a one-off Wednesday? There's no point. <laughs> right. That's why I didn't do it. If you were now, if you were going to be like, okay, I really want to start kind of ramping up my volume and kind of like pushing back into like upping my total level of fitness. If you were going to do that again next Wednesday and the next Wednesday and build off of that, great. But if yeah. it's a if it's a one-off Wednesday where you're like, oh, I'm really going to start pushing it today, it's like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Until you've kind of decided like this is something I want to start ramping back up. So I'm still upkeeping my technique because every week I've still been doing the snatching and I've still been doing the clean and jerks or the cleans. I just haven't been hitting them heavy. I 125 though is a weight to where I do have to use my technique. I can't muscle clean it, you know? And so I just sort of feel like I think I can upkeep my skills just enough. Um, but without like overdoing it, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of minimum effective dose. Yeah, that's for what, what I think I'm. Tr- I think for I'm, what your goal is, what's the minimum? I think I'm amount like of, playing with that. What's the minimum amount of work that you can do to where you can make you can maintain the ability to do all the things if you wanted to? Yeah, so that's basically what I'm kind of experimenting with. It's probably a really good spot to be. I've been feeling really good, so. Yeah. We'll see what happens as the winter goes on. And maybe as I feel better and get more into training, I'll maybe get back into some of that stuff or maybe I won't. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just think that I'm a good example of someone who like has felt the pressures and has been there, been to those higher levels and is now kind of scaled back and retracted back and having to like kind of be okay with that transition and kind of change my mindset a little bit. And so I just want to like help anybody else who is 
maybe in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of like feeling bad because they're maybe not living up to what they perceive other people's expectations to be. Right. And it's just like, I think our culture is kind of shifting and or what we've been trying to get it to shift to is just to not care about mm-hmm. that. Right. Because right. other people honestly really don't have expectations for you because they're worried about themselves usually. So it's yeah. just kind of like, just really be honest with yourself. Pick the tracks that make sense. I would Pick- say even like, okay, coaches have expectations, but it's usually like moving well, um, listening to instructions. It's within um, your capacity. Yes, exactly. But I, what I, what, what I want to get across is that us coaches don't have expectations of your performance. We have expectations of you moving well, um, doing things that are within your capacity um, and just like giving a good effort, mm-hmm. I think, but Maybe like we, more like attitude. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't, sometimes yeah. your effort just, might not be very high. Just depending relative effort, I guess. Right. Like some of like saying. the bitch work stuff. Yeah. We kind of said like, I think some people are using it more as like recovery day yeah. or like we've kind of been like talking during it. So yeah. obviously if you're able to talk, you're not pushing super hard. So right. I would say, I, I guess I should say relative effort, yeah. but my, my overall point I don't need to say like what our expectations are, but what our expectations aren't is that you're continuously pushing the envelope every week, mm-hmm. like day in and day out, pushing, pushing, mm-hmm. pushing, trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to get better. Maybe you're maybe, I mean, I think you should constantly trying to get better at something, but it doesn't always have to be the physical aspect of what you do in the gym. Mm-hmm. It could be working on mental mindset or mm-hmm. habits or like, um, just this thing or that thing or whatever, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, I have this linear progression of my power clean from day one to day day mm-hmm. 200 of whatever I've got heavier yeah. and heavier and heavier and heavier. Right. Um, there aren't expectations set on athletes is that. Yeah. Or, that are like yeah, that. For sure. So anyway, I guess just the point I'm trying to make is, is if you go from function to performance, there's a more effort involved. Yeah. So we talked, you just talked about, well, I, the overarching thing that I said was you need to care and you need yeah. to actually care about it. You had talked about nutrition, sleep. These yeah. things become more important because without them, you end up um, just well, not, not having good performance, not, not <laughs> having good performance, not feeling good, not being um, able to perform the movement. It's just becoming higher risk of injury or whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the other thing I would add to that would be there's like a cognitive component of like linking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah your yeah, workouts, yeah. your workouts are no longer just a one off. Mm-hmm. Like for function, we had talked about how you can show up to class, not know what you're doing for the day, listen to the coach, give a whiteboard briefing, go off of their instructions, let that coach set you up for success that day. When you're done with class, you leave and you don't have to think about that stuff ever again until the next time you come in, then the coaches will take care of you again. And each session can be kind of a one-off mm-hmm. when you go into that performance category, you need to be aware of how each session builds to the next. Like you need to be assessing. You need to be assessing like, okay, last week I tried to do toes to bar and it was this much volume and it didn't go well. So maybe I need to cut down to lower volume this week or, or just like, you just need to start learning. You'd be like next time I'm going to try sets of threes. Yeah. You need to start learning that, what mm-hmm. your capacity is and building from session to session. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Because that's, what improving your performance takes. That's literally takes, what it is. It takes performing, assessing the performance, and then making a plan for the next time you perform it. Right. <laughs> so it's it just a little bit like, 
you know, of those layers. And then so sport just adds a little more layer on top of that even. Yeah. The, the difference between function and uh, performance is a, is a pretty hefty gap. The difference between performance and sport isn't as crazy. It's just everything dialed in a little bit more. You're still being um, very cognitive how things play into one another um, session to session. You have all the performance things. You have all the performance things. Yeah. Plus, I would say just the desire to go a step further in skill. Right. For sure. Yep. And then when you go a step further in skill, all the performance things we talked about, like you actually caring about it, um, your nutrition, your sleep, all just dials up. Dials up. Yep. Yeah. Becomes even more serious. And then you're probably just a little more experienced too, overall. Yeah. You probably don't. Yeah. Yep. Just because, you know... Also, it takes a little while to like build up capacity because sport will usually have capacity stuff in there too. Like the being able to have the capacity to do the volume that's mm-hmm. like within the time frame yeah. um, is something to consider. So there's just like a lot of stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I would say the gap from function to performance is bigger, but it's also kind of weird because a lot of people will kind of mix and match those things. Mm-hmm. But I think like, like for someone like me who does have toes to bar, like say, and I'm relatively proficient with those, I might have a function mindset, but I'm not, but I can still do the toes to bar with yeah. a reasonable volume. And so mixing, it's like, so I like, might mix and match. As we that. always say, mixing matching is yeah. totally fine. We want you, we want you to get the workout that you yeah. want. We're here to kind of guide you mm-hmm. in there. Um, like I'm proficient with a barbell too. And a lot of times function has the dumbbell. So it's like, I might do the function workout with a barbell and then it's just like, okay. So I think that there's probably a lot of people kind of like me, they have more of like a function mindset, but they have some of those higher skills and they want to do them, but they don't want to go to the next layer of like, well now I'm all in on my performance right. kind of a thing. Yep. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Like I'm going to do per pull-ups because they're function. People yeah, put, it, people, put it, people put it in their notes all the time. Yeah. Like, like me and Kelly, like pull-ups are fun. So we're still going to do pull-ups, but I'm not going to do the volume necessarily of pull-ups that might be required for sport right. and performance or yep. something. So yeah. Um, putting, okay. putting labels on things can sometimes mess stuff up a little bit. Just know that all of these tracks are just chunks of data to help put you in a category. It's a guideline. It's a, it's a starting point. Yeah. Ultimately we want you to get the workout that's appropriate for you that moves you towards your goals and keeps mm-hmm. you on track yeah. and that you enjoy. All right. Sounds good. So next thing. What's next? <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to, I think the next thing might be our follow up with high V. Is that the next topic? Yeah, sure. We definitely are going to get to that topic. Cool. Let's get to it. Let's okay. Do it. Let's get to that topic. Okay. Okay. So last week, um, we ended up going off on a tangent on the candy shop that hy has built in the direct center of their store and how we were kind of upset about it and how we feel, how it goes basically directly against our goals for our community. Um, and so we ended up doing some more research on it. And then what did you end up doing? I, I went and talked to the manager. <laughs> he was a Karen. I was a Karen. No, I did. I did. I went and talked to the store manager of Ivy. Yeah. Just How'd to get go? good. I wanted to get more information on what it was, what the purpose was. Is it permanent? Does every Hy-Vee store have them? Is it an option? Is it something that we 
our local like, hygiene what is the decided reason? wanted to do. What yeah. is the reason? And I have information for everybody. I think I've changed my tune. I don't want to say I support it, but I get it. And I think it's good. Good. Yeah. Okay, I haven't. I, so I haven't, so I haven't, I haven't told Shannon any of this. Yeah. I purposely kept this. I don't know anything. Okay. Because here's what I'm thinking. I don't like the, I feel like it take what the direction we were going felt a little victim mindset and a little bit of this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. I think it's the opportunity. I think it's good. I think it's good that you have the opportunity to tell your kids, no, you can't have candy. Here's why. And have a conversation with your kids Mm -hmm. because that's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be faced in life with all sorts of things marketing towards them. And they need the ability to think for themselves and be driven in the right direction. And it's sad if you aren't going to do that as a parent, but it is your responsibility. So if you're the parent who's letting your kids grab candy because it's easier than having a conversation with them about why that's not healthy, that's unfortunate, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't, that's just how I see it now. When I really started thinking about it, um, I don't disagree with that at all. However, I guess when I think about like the purpose of high V to me, it's just, to me, it's just buying into or like leaning into so and taking I, advantage. I get, it, I get it. But that is going yeah. to be what your kids like, are your, of the downfall your of kids, society. Your kids are going to face that their entire life. They, I, they don't. Right. Okay. There are hundreds upon thousands of opportunities to teach your kids to do this thing without a grocery store <laughs> sabotaging you. <laughs> it felt. But yes, I, I, I absolutely know what you're saying for sure. It felt a little, it just didn't sit right with me. The more I thought about it, it, it maybe, maybe we can talk about the conversation that I had. I don't think the man manic- changing your tune as much as like, I don't want to say changing my tune because it's still going to be, it's not fit here. Okay. It doesn't fix the problem to have Hy-Vee remove that. Okay. Yeah. Does I that concede that? That, that yeah. it doesn't fix the problem Well, because they still have the aisle. You can still buy packages of Oreo cookies and yeah. ice cream and you can still buy all the stuff. Yes. I get it. They don't hide it anywhere in the store. <laughs> right. I talked to the manager he said that their overall goal by adding that in is to appeal to a wider variety of customers. Let me explain to you what that means. Their goal is to make money. Mm-hmm. They are a business. They are a for-profit oh, business. Yeah. I'm not going to fault them for trying to make money. Mm-hmm. I am a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money I would make by doing this. But I'm not going to put a soda machine in our lobby because I don't, the money that I could potentially make from that isn't worth the integrity of mm-hmm. everything else I'm doing. Hy-Vee isn't doing anything for integrity. They're not trying to help people. Mm-hmm. They are trying to make money. And when you realize that, it feels less vicious. It feels less wrong. They're just doing everything that they can to make money. 
I get that, but I don't know that that makes it any less wrong. I mean, there's <clears> all <throat> like you in always the, make the judgments of when when you uh, I, when you think that people I, I, are doing immoral stuff. Yes, they don't see it as immoral. They don't see it as immoral because it's so commonly accepted. It hasn't. They're ignorant to it. Is what I'm saying. They're ignorant to that even being a thing. Mm-hmm. That's how far down the thing we are. That's how far down like the rabbit hole we are. If just people not having any education about the stuff that goes in their body, ninety mm-hmm. percent of the the people at V, the people that could, um, you know, corporate whatever, all they they, I I don't really think it's even crossing their mind. I mean, it is aesthetically pleasing. Is it? Yeah, because it's bright and shiny. So he did. He said that. LED he said, lights. He said, he said the idea. You feel that, happy when you look at he it. Said, he said he used the word showcase. It's the it showcase of our store. Does. Right? I get it. I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't think it was like a malicious kind of move. I think it's just that most people are extremely ignorant to nutrition. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever accuse them of being malicious. Um, I think we did a little I bit. I do accuse them to like maliciously make money off of people for sure. Is it though? That's like, I think that's what I'm saying is I don't think it's malicious if you're ignorant to the, also if you're, if you're providing what people want, that's what, so that's what I'm saying. There's a, there's a demand. People want to buy Coke. So they make these elaborate, super cool looking displays of cases of Coke, you know, but like, I don't think that they should do that to promote Coke sales, but like people want Coke. So that's what they're going to do. I I understand the mentality. I don't don't necessarily think that it makes it right. But what it like, you can't just be like, oh, well, they just wanted to make money. I mean, people who like, I guess what I'm saying is I, I sympathize. I, who I, traffic I guess, children want to make money too. What I'm saying is, is like, I think that we are in our own bubble. I think, yeah, we're, I, 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 I think bubble. we're, I think we're in our own bubble and yeah. we didn't even consider that these people that are doing this stuff are just uneducated. I think we did consider that. I guess I didn't. We, we talked about that, about people just being ignorant. So just... Um, I don't think that's an excuse. Hold on. I Because at, at some point it is. At some point it's not. Not knowing because you don't have the education could be a legitimate excuse. I don't think that Hy-Vee has the responsibility to make sure you don't get diabetes. Right. Like I can I agree. make that statement. I agree. Yeah. So it's like they want to do something cool that looks pretty in their store. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be something that's healthy. Yeah. Like so, I understand the fact. So I should have looked this up. I did try to look it up. I'll say that I should have con the manager that I talked to while during this conversation, he had told me what they're like. I don't know if it was core values or like slogan was not their like helpful smile in every aisle. Type of thing, that's the only thing I could find when I looked it up. Yeah. Maybe it's like our local Hy-Vee has had some sort of saying it was like val- It was like family wellness, like health and something else. It was like three words. I should have, I should have looked it up, but definitely it was like wellness or health or something like that. So I think we could still go down this rabbit hole of Hy-Vee says that they're for promoting health within their community. They're a big, uh, they took on like the blue zones thing. Like mm-hmm. they hype. I mean, I, the vibe I get is that high V wants to help the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind of told him this, like 
what I'm doing here with the gym and like the teens program and like just with all everything here is I'm singularly focused on trying to make people healthier, mm-hmm. stronger, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we don't only, we don't, we don't, it's not that we, we, what's the opposite of promote? Like, so we don't promote candy and sugar and that kind of stuff. We actually say that you shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time you should not be having that stuff. Yeah. So for me to step into Hy-Vee and like see that they're offering like nutrition services and mm-hmm. he even was giving me this like talk about how they're now offering like you can buy like hydro flasks there and yoga stuff and like stuff that's for wellness. In my head, it just feels like a half measure of like, cool, that's great and all, but you're just playing both ends. Yeah. Right. You're selling people the stuff that makes people sick so that they can go to your pharmacy and buy things that, (laughs) and I don't think it's as a conspiracy (laughs) as this. It's just that you're playing all ends and trying to appeal to everybody so you can make the most money. Money's great. Making money's great. Mm -hmm. I support it. It's when you then are going to come out and be like, we support a healthy community. We want our community to be healthy. And it's like, you don't though, because you're doing things that are directly against that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we were misguided in saying it was just the, the candy shop. Like, or I guess that's part of it. They just need to quit pretending like they're trying to make the community healthy, I think is what I'm getting at. I mean, I guess they'll help you if you want help, but they don't do a good job of... Um, like, nobody's going to tell you, like, hey, the Blue Zones... Like we're there, they, they adopted that blue zones things, which is basically like, um, like one of the obvious things you see is like the blue parking spaces that are far across the building. And if you park in those, that means you have to walk farther into the building to get your candy. And that just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, Hey, screw the blue zone stuff. Let's just teach people that they yeah. don't like, you know what I mean? It just feels like this half measure as a, as a quick aside with the parking spots. Please explain to me why you need a close parking spot when you have to walk around the store. Now, I get it if you're handicapped or you're going to go in and ride the cart thingy around. You need a close parking spot. But, like, no one else does. You're going to – you have to walk in, in there. No, yeah, no. Okay, whatever. It doesn't but make that was any just sense. a quick yeah. side. Anyway, go ahead. No, I don't even want to Well, what I was going to say was they don't do a good job of – so, like – when we're talking to people about nutrition and getting healthier, like one of the things that, you know, we've Peyton seen would people, say, we've seen people lose like 30 pounds just from cutting out fountain pops. Well, I was just going like, to say like, it's like, Hey, the only nutrition yeah. change that I want you to make to start I is just, drinking beer. just quit drinking, quit drinking pop. And people yeah. will be like, okay. And then they lose 30 pounds. Yeah. So it just, I just, I don't like But the, in order to do that, they had to set up their environment. They had to stop buying pop and bringing it into their house, like that sort of a thing. And so like Peyton would say, like, set up your environment, set up your kitchen, like throw away the junk food in your house. If you, st- you know, if you don't want to eat it, like don't buy things that are going to trigger you. So it's just high V might be saying like, oh yeah, we have this health market and we have dietitians and we support the blue zones and we sell, you know, they do have a large variety of like fruits and vegetables and they do have those things. But they don't like they don't do well with helping people with their triggers or helping people and to I, avoid that stuff and because I, they will put it on display. Right. And I don't know if it is their job to help it's them not. with it. It's not, right? But what frustrates me is then for them to be like, Oh, it's actually one of our core values is like wellness <laughs> wellness in the family, you know? And right. it's just like, what the fuck? And instead you're you're over here like is it? basically what if my yeah. core value is that, I like 
let me manage this store because right. like we're gonna be booming, buddy. Like you're 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 telling me your core value, like yeah. one of the main things you want to do is promote wellness. Yeah. It it's it's disingenuous. It doesn't feel right. It's a lie. It's one of those things that you say so that you feel good about your core values. Right. Yeah. But they're not really actually our core values are we need to make our quarterly profits. Yeah, dude. Our core values, <laughs> like, hey, I mean, and that's great. Like, you employ a lot of people. And they do do good things for the community. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they, yeah. they, they, they whatever. Raise like, they, money. Yeah, they take let, donations. Well, like, how many times are they, you know, they let people at the front doors, like, um, like our firefighters were there the other day, like, like, like yeah. that's great like and all. Salvation like, hi, Army. yes, they do lots of good things. Um, and I guess you could say that's some wellness in the community, but I guess I took it as like more of like a health thing. Um, so it just feels, just feels like you could. I don't know. Anyway, I've changed my, I just, I, I thought about it a lot. They're deeper. not a, they're not a Trader Joe's. I don't know. I've heard of that. What I've are never those? been in there. I don't know what it's like either. Then why'd you say that? Well, because I was thinking that it was a, <laughs> it was a grocery store type place that's supposed to be as like more healthier type options. I don't know. But I've it could heard be of wrong. it, but Maybe I've, never been, I've never been to one. Me neither. I used to go to this place in Iowa city. What was that place called? The co-op? Yeah. The pioneer co-op where they have like, all the organic stuff or all the stuff that's supposed to be more naturally made and no chemicals and just like all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's good. They good. still have candy in there. Yeah. yeah. And sweets and brownies. And I don't cookies. think we've ever, I don't. And you know, I was never insinuating that Hy-Vee shouldn't sell candy. Yeah. The thing initially that got me was like the grandiose display of it. Right. Um, it was obnoxious. The idea of like target, like marketing to kids, like whatever. Well, the thing that came to my head is like being a parent is, is the arguments that parents are going to now have eh, to have with their kids up. because of that. I think you that. signed up for that though. And just like, that, just I guess that's where I was into playing into the human weakness of wanting instant gratification. And I just, so I just thought I, it was kind of gross. I, I get all that. But then I, what my, my overall thought was just like, that's what you signed up for. You're, you as a parent should be actively engaging and teaching your kids that, Hey, you're is this high- where you give us the parenting yeah, advice. Yeah. Your unsolicited <laughs> parenting advice from someone who doesn't have a parent. Yes. A kid. Or doesn't have a kid. <laughs> I do have parents. Um, yeah, they both go here actually. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, I guess that's my point is like, it's an opportunity. Yeah. I, I mean, Hey kids, you see all this stuff right here. This is high V trying to, trying to brainwash. You. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know. Kids are smart. They like learn. This that. is high V trying to keep you addicted. Yeah. Download a little uh, or upload a little bit of like some, some uh, conspiracy stuff into your nine-year-old's brain. <laughs> what? I mean, it's good stuff to learn. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of Make things. them skeptical, at least. There's a lot of things in the world you need to teach your kids. I think teaching them the why behind that stuff, though, is important as well. Like, that's, So that's what I'm saying. Would we so I just thought it was it? A, maybe one of those like Jocko moments of like high V marketing toward your kids good yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Ivy trying to get you addicted to sugar (laughs) good yeah yeah I get it trying to be the type person who can be strong against that sort of stuff right society norms trying to give you diabetes yeah good (laughs) you can be yeah you can feel superior if you don't get it yeah exactly (laughs) so anyway I don't know if I want to say I changed my tune on that thing I think that um just when you're faced with some stuff like this, you can do a lot better for yourself by just changing the way you think about it. Yeah. I, and so, looking for opportunities to grow and learn 
rather than just being like, can't believe they're putting that shit in our kid's face and like, uh, now I'm going to have to buy yeah, it. Now I'm going to like, die. <laughs> yeah. Like talk to your kids about sugar, how it makes them feel. Um, and, yeah. and the lobbyists, it just that gets emotional sometimes because being a person who is more aware of some of that stuff, it does kind of make you feel bad for the people who aren't. And then it makes me think about who am I in society that's, that's like that. Like what, <laughs> what am deficient? I walking? Yeah. yeah what am I walking around being the stupidest person and being super ignorant about? And other people are like, God, I just wish that more people knew this thing, you know? Cause it's like, as humans, we do only really have a capacity to know a few things. Mm-hmm. It isn't like you can, you know, be all knowing. And it's like, you do have yeah. other things that you focus on in your life. And it's just like what we were talking about with between like function and performance. Like it just might not be important to you to know. Right. You know, and like you just might be one of the first people that's out in the apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not making it. (laughs) And I guess for some people, maybe they're just okay with that. Like, why would I want to live during the apocalypse anyway? It's like, Mm -hmm. sounds terrible. (laughs) That's right. When things start getting fun. Well, I mean, it's just funny because we do this whole like harder to kill thing. Then we're doing the harder to kill camp. And then that would be like, I feel like it's apocalypse training. I was just going to say, you know, who's going to do better at the apocalypse (laughs) people that go through the harder to kill camp people that go through the harder to kill camp so that's me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be harder to kill after it what am i gonna learn in the camp kyle you will learn some skills what skills i can't can't give anything away we are one week and a day away i'm so excited i'm trying to get you to give me some hints um i was gonna try to think up some ways to like trick you into saying something i think i'm pretty you're like steel trap huh yeah well hey how about this let's (laughs) reverse it what do you think you're gonna do Um, well, I only have my experience from last year, so I keep thinking that it's going to be segmented into like some outdoor stuff and then some indoor stuff. And then, yeah. And then I feel like I'm probably going to have to change everything around now. (laughs) I feel like I'm probably going to have to shoot something. Um, I'm going to have to ride a bike, but it's like, I have no idea where. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't really, even though I've done this before, I also feel like it makes no difference that I've done it. But my team, I'm the only experienced person on my team. The other three people have have no, absolutely no base. Like they have absolutely no clue. Yeah. They have no experience to draw from at all. So I'm like, does my experience hinder me or? (laughs) Yeah. So obviously it's not, I can't experience like what it feels like to like be going into this thing unknowing of what you're going to be doing. Like, what are you nervous? Are you do feel like you're just prepared for anything or do you feel like you're going to like, Mm, I'm not nervous just because it's not like my performance doesn't matter Mm -hmm. or does it not to me? (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe it matters to you. No, no, no. It doesn't matter to me. I just, I'm not like being tested like in a way that like, has consequences if I were to like fail or not do as well. Or like, I feel like the camp is not set up for you to like fail. There could potentially be consequences. Is there? I mean, what are they? Like, I'll just suffer a little bit more. It'll take me longer to do something like I'll, what, like what's going to happen? May I lose a limb? Like (laughs) there's always potential to lose a limb. Do I, am I going (laughs) to, am I going to have to like file for bankruptcy? Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are the consequences? Yeah. No, I'm just curious. Like, I didn't know if like it's nervous. I know that some people are nervous. Probably people that didn't do it last year. I I, I would say you're more, it's more probably, I would say it as anxiousness just mm-hmm. because you're usually nervous about something that you like 
you you know what to expect from it and mm-hmm. you're worried that you're just gonna like screw it up like like if you're gonna go sing a solo but you've practiced the solo a lot so you know what you're doing but you're nervous to do it in front of people because if you screw it up that's gonna be embarrassing yeah however I feel like anxiousness is more about kind of the unknown of like it's hard like you're just more anxious because you're afraid of not being able to do something maybe or I, I don't know I think it's a little bit like nuanced I'm not really afraid of that Cool. But you feel excited? You've like, no, no, you're not. No. You're not like looking forward no. to it. No, no. And that's probably because I did it last year. Gotcha. Okay. Because I just know there will be some pain. Should we in this episode talk a little bit about the harder to co-camp and I have a few things to say about it or should we just do a quick little like one I'll give you six minutes. Okay. I was just thinking about ease of access to it. Mm-hmm. So it's on, we want it just at the end of this and we can just tell people like, Hey, fast forward to the end of this episode for a harder to kill camp thing. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, what I wanted to talk about was um, not because you do have experience from last year, thinking about like some advice of like mindset for people to take into it, mm-hmm. because I think that it can be a more quote enjoyable experience with the right mindset. Mostly the thing is, is like there will be some chaos. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to go as you planned. Possibly by design, possibly because that's how high stress situations go, but that's the point. And I think that there were some high emotions last year because of people thinking it be, should be ran like a competition where it's yes. very like, here's the standards. Here's the thing you need to right. do. Everything's going to be fair. Every team's going to have the same weight. This isn't a competition. Right. This is about you getting mentally tough. Yeah. I feel like the shit shouldn't be fair. Right. And the, some of the stuff last year was definitely not fair, but I was never mad about that. I was okay with it. I don't think. I think people only got mad about it because they had an expectation. They had an expectation of it. Do not go in with expectations. And <laughs> to be fair, some of that stuff was going down at 1230 in the morning and you're tired. And, but that is the point is we're trying to test you under some fatigue, some stress. So I just wanted, I want people to have a good experience. I know last year at the end, some people were kind of pissed about some stuff. And overall, a few days later, they're like, that was a good experience or whatever. Um, so you can be mad at the end of it or whatever, but I just think going into it with maybe a little bit of a different mindset, Mm -hmm. you might get more out of it Mm -hmm. being like, I know I'm being tested right now. The point of this is that I'm being tested. Can you go through the whole thing without complaining or having that moment of like, this isn't fair. Like, I wish they would have done it this way, that, that type of thing. And I'm not. I'm not saying that because I don't, I'm not open to, or I am open to feedback and criticism on like running a good event, Mm -hmm. but just knowing that some of the stuff is by design. Yeah. I think if you go back and listen to our episodes from last year, um, maybe I should look those up and I'll put them in the description for this so that people can know the exact ones to listen to. But one of the things that stuck with me from last year was when you and John came on for like the review show, Mm -hmm. which we'll, we'll do the review show, um, as well for this one. But 
you guys were like, yeah, there's things that we needed to do better, but they're not the things you think. They're probably not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Cause the things that we were all like, well, we needed a better map and we needed better instructions. And you were like, no, yeah. we didn't want you to have good instructions or a good map. Like yeah. that was the point. Yeah. We had, we, we gave you a mission. We wanted you to get the mission done. We're not micromanaging how you get that shit done. Yeah. 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 But you know, and so there was some shit that went down that is so funny. Yeah. So funny in hindsight. But yeah. at the time, people were <laughs> pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're just hoping I I'm hoping for I'm I'm hoping for some sort of log situation though. <laughs> like will will we will there be logs? Will there be axes? Are we gonna like cut firewood? <laughs> You're just gonna chop firewood yeah. for eight hours. I feel like that's something you would have us do. Although maybe axes is a little bit too over the top is that too unsafe i don't know you're i wouldn't not gonna be si- give away anything <laughs> if, if your goal is absolute safety you've signed up for the wrong thing <laughs> yeah i mean while I we have given a thought to safety i get what you're saying that it's a test like it's a test on basically your ability i like what you said about just not complaining about stuff and having a negative attitude treating your teammates like shit like that's kind of your test, right? Like, can you still be nice to people? Yeah. Can you have a positive attitude of problem solving? Can you be like, hey, this isn't working. Let's just brainstorm a different way. Can you listen to other people's point of view? Can you let someone try an idea that you know sucks and not say anything? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that was some of the stuff that I really had to test myself with last year because I'm kind of a kind of a brat in the way of like, well, I'm going to tell everybody what to do and then they're just going to do the way I say it. But I had three other people on my team and I didn't want to get into arguments with people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I just tried really hard to like not tap into any of that side of myself. You know what I mean? Unless I did have a good idea. Like, let's get, hey guys, we're in the woods. We let, let's go and get a couple of branches. And then, you know, so like, like you can say your ideas, but if somebody would have been like, no, let's not do that. I just would have been like, "Mm, okay. Like, so I think that it's more of testing yourself in those sorts of capacities to where like it's, there's not really negative consequences other than you might kind of feel embarrassed or maybe like bad about yourself, but that's your growth moment then, right? you know? So, um, like there's no consequences of like, you're going to go broke. You're going to like lose your job or, you know, it's like not stuff like that. You know what I mean? So to me, it's not that serious. It's just problem solving. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it might be no, might not be a lot different than what some people do for work. Like working with a team of people, bringing up ideas, Hey, we have this thing to accomplish. Um, but this is a lot more kind of like on the nose directly, like, here, here's what you need to do to it's get this done. It's a little more physical. And it's physical and yeah. it's under stress. Yeah. And you're going to be tired. Mm-hmm. That, that was, a, it was a big moment for me too, because I do tend to turn into a bitch when I'm tired. And so I just had to keep that under wraps. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel it till the last hour and the last hour when you were like, oh, walk back to the gym with the sandbag. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I did not want to do that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But, um, you know, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's an improve, it's an, it's a opportunity to improve those sorts of aspects, I think is more. So for anyone who this is our first time doing it, um, my advice would be to come in with no expectations. If you come in with expectations of how this is going to go or what you're going to be doing, like you're, you're going to end up getting mad Mm -hmm. because you're going to end up being like, oh, this isn't what I thought, or you're going to end up 
you know, just being disappointed maybe. Yeah, or you've something. signed up to you've signed up to be tested for eight hours through various uh, physical and mental tasks. Yeah, and I've just been trying to like comfort a few of the people on my team and being like, "There's nothing you're not going to be able like to do." Everybody is 100 percent capable of doing everything that we ask. Yeah, I'm like, it's not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the. Don't be worried about that mm-hmm. that part of it. You yep. know. Be worried about like, like what I said, like, am I going to be able to be nice to people or are they going to, is my raging bitch side going to like come out or something? Am I going to like snap someone's head off yeah. and then have to like apologize? You know? like when, when, plan, <laughs> when plans change, right? Like you have this, okay, we're going to make this plan. And then you're like, oh no, that's not going to work at all. That moment right there is where usually like emotions get high, stress starts Start coming arguing up. Or- you realize your plan sucked and you have to be like guys, my plan sucked. Like, that didn't work good. That <laughs> yeah. was a bad idea. Rather than just being like, well, you, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're making it sound a little more dramatic than it was. Like there was nothing where people were like fighting and stuff, but it was just like, just being tired, trying to get a task done fast and like having a wrench thrown in is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to like make it be over the top. Yeah. I'm just trying to say that those are the more of the types of challenges and aspects that came in last year. Um, you know, the one thing of mental toughness for me was an 18 mile bike ride, which I'm definitely physically capable of doing, but I had never done it before. And it was by far the hardest part for me. I'm just thankful it was early on. So I could like, yeah, if I would have had to do that at midnight, I maybe would have had a harder time. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, was there anything else you wanted to say? Um, yes, but I don't know if we have time for it. We do need to give people some direction on how to like physically prepare for it with like food and nutrition. Okay, cool. So last year, one of the biggest issues that we had was just people cramping up just due to the length of the event. Um, yeah, there were some hard physical tasks to be done, but nothing that individually should make you like cramp and really have issues. Um, so here's going to be some tips. Eat a lot of calories earlier in that day, like eat big breakfast, big lunch, maybe even like we start at four. You can just get a lot of calories in early. Like I'm not saying eat a bunch of trash food, but eat some calorie dense food, like fatty meat and sweet potatoes. I had my dinner for lunch. Eat your dinner for lunch. Yeah. And then eat your, eat a good breakfast. Because once we start the event, like we're not stopping for food. Like Mm -hmm. you will have opportunities to eat, but there's yeah. no, there's no like, oh, hey, here's your hour to like eat your snacks. Elena asked me yesterday when I was, she did my hair yesterday, was asking me like what type of food that um, I was going to bring. And I was just like, um, applesauce packets, yeah, protein so bars. We'll, we'll get into that. So yeah. eat a lot of calories earlier in the day and drink lots of water earlier in the day. Like Get a couple of packets of that liquid IV. Front, or- <laughs> front load, front load as much nutrient and water as you can. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I would recommend some sort of electrolyte packet. I prefer like element. I think that liquid IV is fine too. The nice thing about those is you can get a lot of electrolytes without a ton of sugar, but if those aren't things that you like or have Gatorade. Well, liquid IV is just easy to buy. You can buy it at high V. Okay, you can't cool. buy the element. Gatorade's fine too. Gatorade. Like get, get the kind of Gatorade with like the sugar and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be just fine. It's actually going to be probably ideal. Then the stuff you're going to want to pack, you're going to want lots of water, figure out a way to carry water as a team. Um, because we will, I mean, I'll give something away. We will be in the gym at some point, but it will not all be in the gym. So you will not have easy access to water, um, all the time. So figure out a way to carry some water, drink that stuff consistently, have more electrolytes, have Gatorades, 
and then quick digesting food, applesauce packets, fuel for fires, um, just light calorie dense food, really good light calorie dense stuff is like trail mix, like with nuts and fruit and that kind of stuff. RX bars are good. You're going to be active enough that you can basically eat as much food as you want. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to fill your belly up to where you're going to be getting like actually full and like sick or whatever. I brought a couple of peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. Some like just have enough food to sustain. Cause last, last year, I think people were surprised at like just how fatigued they got. Mm -hmm. Um, I never honestly felt that hungry, which is why it was nice to have more of those like smaller, quick digesting snacks so that it's like, you know, you're never going to sit down to eat like a full meal, but you know that you need to like support a little bit of nutrition so you can squeeze a fuel for fire quick. And then like, yeah, the next time you stop for any second, you know, or any break at all, you can like eat a quick banana. You can, you know, something like a little bit. Like yeah. that you can eat quick yep. and, um, and then I think we said this last year, I don't know if anyone ended up really needing it or using it, but like we will be off site. Like you might want some toilet paper. Like if that's an issue, like, Oh yeah, I forgot about I don't, did any, we said this last year. Did anybody, we did have toilet paper in ours yeah. in our, um, you know, we're, we, if we're away from the gym, Peyton for, or Chloe had some in their backpack. Yeah. If we're away from the gym for hours on end, like there's no bath, there might not be bathrooms. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just keep that in mind. So, you know, I put out the survival list of stuff you might need. There are required supplies, suggested supplies, but you use your imagination. Uh, last year, I'll just give it away because people know last year, somebody had a tarp mm-hmm. and it came in super handy. Mm-hmm. Now you don't want to overpack stuff that you might think you need because you know, you don't want to be carrying around 40 pounds of extra stuff. Right. But like think ahead, get creative. What kind of stuff did we do last year? What kind of stuff do you think that we might ask you to do? Are there some basic things that might come in handy? Yeah. Elena was saying, she's like, that are easy to pack. Kyle said that you need like clothes for hiking and clothes for working out. She's like, but my clothes are the same for those. And I was like, that's cool. I would just make sure you have some different outfits because like, like last year, like we didn't know, you know, I said you might be getting wet. Mm-hmm. And last year we had to get wet. Well, if you didn't have another sports bra, you had to wear your soaking wet sports bra all night, which would have been fucking terrible. So mm-hmm. I would just make sure you pack extra clothes so that if your socks get wet, your bra gets wet, your pants get whatever you right. can change. Yeah. But, and, but know that you're going to have to carry that stuff. So yeah, you know, or you can leave it here, but what if you need it when we're not here? So mm-hmm. those are all just like, there's definitely things that you can risk. Be like, I'm going to take the risk that I can leave my clothes here, but if I get wet out there, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. So it's just really up to you guys. And that's kind of where that, you know, that's kind of what we we're talking about earlier, where we're not going to tell you, mm-hmm. we're not going to say like, Hey, you need to make sure that you bring your clothes with you. So um, I would say I carried a normal backpack last year and it was perfectly fine. And I never really was too annoyed to mm-hmm. like have it with me. So, um, like whatever you can kind of fit in a normal backpack is probably fine for like clothes, you know, or whatever, like clothes aren't that heavy. The heavy parts, the water, if you need to carry water. Yeah. So maybe you designate one person to carry water and like you carry their clothes for them or something. I don't know. Yeah. My idea is whatever you want to do is totally cool, but yeah, there's definitely an element to preparing for it. Guessing what we think, guess, I mean, you know, we're asking you to do some missions out in the wild. What are you going to (laughs) bring? Um, I also just want to end with saying that like, it's not life or death. Like 
you can you will you will be able to like do the things even if you might not have exactly unless there's like some sort of rabid like pack of coyotes or something it could be life or death yeah probably it probably won't be though i experienced i didn't even see as much as a bunny rabbit when we were outside last year so just just malaria carrying mosquitoes oh the mosquitoes was horrible that's probably one thing i will prepare for this year that i did not prepare for last year it should be cooler i think we'll be okay it seems like you might get more of the weather you wanted for us last year this year yeah because last year the weather was amazing and the only part that sucked was that first hour when it was like right before the sun went down and it was really really humid and we had the mosquitoes that was horrible yep that was like an unintended um unintended joy for you and john (laughs) it was pretty bad so i mean i'm very excited okay cool yeah i had a lot of things that i had to get done over the last couple of days and I got them done. So now I'm like excited. Now you're really excited. Not just stressed. You're not waiting till the last minute. You're going to be prepared in advance for your own harder to kill camp. My my own thing that I announced in April. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Was there anything else you wanted to say? That's it. Cool. All right. We'll see See you guys in the gym.